I don't want to just be a cog in a, in a system that's just whirring around every day. I want to be out there being myself and trying to leave the world a tiny little bit. Like, you can't make massive changes, you know, a singular human being, but if you can just set something in motion that can grow and grow and grow, that's just, that's, that's what life's about, I think. Welcome to Move With Gratitude, a brand new podcast from us here at Run Grateful. My name is Mark White and I'm the founder of Run Grateful, which is a social initiative aimed at growing a global running community with a focus on gratitude practice, using the power of movement as our vehicle. Join me as I have insightful conversations with others as we dive deep into personal stories, talking all things movement and gratitude. We hope you enjoy the episodes as much as we enjoyed recording them. And don't forget, don't just run, run grateful. Welcome to another episode of the Run Grateful, uh, what's it called again, Danny, help me, the Run Grateful podcast, Move With Gratitude, there we go, you think I know that by now, haven't you? <laughs> so um, all good, so uh, we're just sharing actually with, with Danny, who I'm going to introduce in a second, that you know this first series was going to be about five episodes, and uh, this is our 10th, and this is our closing one, so we've got to go out of a bang, Danny. Let's smash it. Let's smash it, so thanks for coming down, a little bit um, out of the ordinary for us, normally we're Saturday morning partnership uh, and this is Friday afternoon but the sun is half shining in Hackney Wick you've come down all the way from Sheffield I so know. who is Danny so let me just share the ABCs mate before we crack on so uh, Danny Bent is an adventurer okay sounds good um, <laughs> runner motivational speaker and founder of uh, Project Awesome and One Run uh, Danny Bent has been voted one of the hundred happiest people in the UK not a bad way of being thought of. Uh, he's a runner, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder. He used to compete for Great Britain in triathlon and has an insatiable, uh, insatiable appetite for adventure, running, and put a smile on people's faces. There's a bit more here, Danny, but um, I think that says it all, so we can explore the rest. Uh, but amazing uh, as, a, as a headline there. So well done for doing all that. Oh, thanks, yeah. Nicely summed are. up, actually. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, so, yeah, listen, like, I was really excited to have you down here and to chat. When we were putting together this uh, series, you know, with Liz, and we're just like, who can we get? Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the top one or two that was kind of thrown about in the first place was we must get Danny. And I know you're not local to here, so to have the opportunity to get you here, uh, I know you're here for other reasons, so we can talk about that as well. But yeah, welcome to Hackney Wick. Thanks very much. It's been, I think, it's been a few times coming, isn't it? We should have, we should have met about four or five times, and this is the final meeting. So yeah, yeah well, great. let's stay true to the same, which is maybe this is the third time. So third time lucky. Yeah. All right. Good. So it could be four or five. Yeah. But yeah. This. Uh, but yeah, we're here now, so we won't talk about all the opportunities that we could have had or should have yeah. had or might have had. But you know, we're here now, so we're you're in in presence of uh, greatness by the sounds of it so uh, in a roundabout way but uh, and I mean that only because of uh, the work that you do the way that you show up um, and contribute towards the world and try and you know just bring a, a little bit of hope and happiness and all that kind of thing so that's why I say there's there's a genius in there because you know uh, to do that kind of stuff uh, consistently uh, isn't easy and isn't straightforward yeah so tell me a little bit about yeah, I mean, I've already shared the ABCs, but yeah, who you are, why you do what you do, and uh, where, where it all began. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, like firstly, it, it, I, I quite often will face be the face of these things, and it, like, you know, there's so many people working, as well you know, like, damn hard behind, behind the scenes to make all these things happen, but it really is, like, I, I've just been really, really fortunate as a kid to have a mum and dad who are keen runners and are very um very loving people and then I think that kind of yeah both of those fed through to me like I, I was running when I was two years old I'd do hill reps with my dad like uh-huh. mum would hold my hand and he'd be doing his hill reps he was a very very good like, ultra runner and um I would just be there like you know it's, it's a way to hang out with your dad isn't it and um so I, I just thought everyone went for a run every day I'd go to my mate's house like when when's your dad go for his run and they'd their, their dad had a guy sitting in the sofa eating something. It's like, look over at me, like, what are you, what are you talking about? And uh, but then, and then also that kind of love of humanity. Like as a kid, like I'd come back from school and my mum and dad would have invited, you know, the waifs and strays from around. They were both teachers, so like, they they didn't have you know, loads of money or anything, but they'd invite anyone into their home. Like there was no questions asked, whatever, whether it was an old person, homeless person, whatever. And so you just kind of get used to this, and you kind of like you just see the way that a bit of kindness can change people's lives and, you know, um, you know, how they are, you know, the way they are grateful for their lives. And I've just become super grateful that I've been, um, 
being born into this family and being given like you know the the fundamentals to make this to make all these things happen and mm. you know part of it is just a journey and I'm sure there's going to be other cool things there'll be other things that I'll try that you know like yourself I'm just like I don't want to just be a cog in a in a system that's just whirring around every day I want to be out there being myself and trying to leave the world a tiny little bit like you can't make massive changes you know a singular human being but if you can just set something in motion that can grow and grow and grow that's just that's that's what life's about, I think. Yeah, chip, chipping away, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, listen, I can, I can relate to, to so much of what you just shared back there. And, <clears throat> you know, a couple of things that spring to mind is uh, probably on that last point, actually. I'll probably forget the other point. But that chipping away, because sometimes you get so overwhelmed, can't you, with like so much needs to be done or kind of the noise of the world. It depends on what you're influenced by and what you consume, whether you watch the news, read it or whatever. Um, you just, yeah, you're just like, what's the point in starting? Like, what can I do? But then if, you know, as a singular person, you know, you can just do a little bit of something. You know, the hope is if everyone has that kind of behaviour around them, that it all amounts to something, you know, and uh, and just to feel part of something as well, which is really important. You know, just uh, we spoke briefly before uh, we started this chat recording uh, about my your town work. And it's very much about that. I kind of, uh, I wouldn't say grown up because I wasn't tuned in to community in that way whilst growing up. My attention was elsewhere, uh, like Stella Artois and girls and mobile lights and other things of that nature. But, but you know, as I've become a father and starting to relate in the world in different ways and, you know, community started to mean something to me because of where I lived. And, and you'd hear so many people complain all the time, like, this isn't done, that's not done, they're not doing that, she's not. And, and after a while, I was just like, what are we doing? You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of, bitching about things excuse my language it's just like surely you know as opposed to just complain about it just contribute you know and that's where like the fabric of, of went into the fabric of what later became your town it's just like you know we can all do something you know we can all contribute in some way and and just kind of yeah just trust that you know and uh, and the right people gravitate towards you and all of a sudden you can be the spark of something greater you know yeah I, tell, like, I just think it doesn't even start like it doesn't even have to be a big action like mm. the smallest of actions can you know even just a smile to someone on the train or just holding the door open mm. like that can have you know in the butterfly effect like you know the door just, opens a big one yeah, yeah, yeah. just like and then you just, just like someone just gets a little good feeling inside of themselves like, oh, oh someone's just done something nice to me that's yeah. that's cool do you know the big uh, one that what, i love tell me um when you're driving and someone lets you out Oh my god! It feels like you won the lottery. Yes, and and, and what do you do next time you get to a junction? I let someone let someone out. Yeah, so go. It, it go it carries on like this. Yeah, it is yeah, dominoes, yeah. and um, I, I love the kind of like happiness is con- is contagious and like are you infected? Yeah, and especially at this time, you know, like I'm infected. It's a it, like in in that is a good way, and like you know, smiles create smiles, kindness creates kindness, gratefulness creates gratefulness. Like we're we're all on this kind of ever kind of circling thing and it can you can circle down you can circle up and that is absolutely 100% choice like that's in your own head and you know whatever you do it I just think it bounces back a hundred times at you and that's you know part of why I've been voted 100 happiest person just because I've seen so many smiles you can't help but reflect that in your in your own your own soul yeah yeah and it is isn't it it's about what you do with that information because it can be easy and listen life is life and things happen and some you know not nice things happen on occasions just part of life's tapestry but you know on the whole you know we have got a choice about how we react and about how we kind of feel about certain things you know there are, you know I said nothing's perfect so there are times which is yeah a little bit more traumatic than other times but but on the whole you know it is very much about what you're what you're tapped into isn't it and who you surround yourself by and the work that you do because it can be so uplifting and so energizing as opposed to you know listening to the to the news yeah yeah. (laughs) really you know without not thinking it's not going on you know and there's always somebody somewhere and that's always been something I feel very responsible about in the messaging of ungrateful is just like we know that gratitude isn't something that people automatically think of it might not be in their kind of you know in their in their being for whatever reason you know something that needs to be practiced and kind of yeah you know if you come across it and then you know you you, you kind of find more about it then the hope is that you can kind of integrate it in your life somewhat uh, but also, 
you know, with, with all that kind of stuff, it's just like, you know, when we put out there to go and do a Grateful Mile and to, you know, if we're lucky enough to move in that way, because some people can't move in that way. And even if they don't run, they can walk, you know, and if they're lucky enough to walk and it kind of goes back into what you were sharing about uh, the story around your dad and kind of, you know, the, the happy upbringing you had by the sounds of it, yeah. you know, on the whole. And it's like, what do you do with that superpower? Because yeah, you know, yeah. you're lucky enough to have had that experience and it sounds like you're using that to go out into the world and, and not keep it for yourself, but to kind of try and distribute that to others, you know, yeah. which is not everybody does that either. You I know, know. It's quite, it almost like it would be the most almighty selfish thing to just hold that like to yourself. Mm. It's like, it's like um, winning the Euro millions, <laughs> the biggest one ever or whatever. And like, just like, I'll hold that in my little purse. Yeah. That was just for me. <laughs> or big purse. Yeah, big purse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so to not do that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it totally is like who you surround yourself with. You were saying, um, I mean, we definitely got the same mindset. Like, just like who you surround yourself with. Surround yourself with uh, seven happy people, you become the seventh happy per- person. Surround yourself with seven bitter people, you become the eighth bitter person. You know, like, make a choice of these people you, you're surrounding yourself with. And, you know, to a certain extent, we all have a choice of that. You know, there are certain things you there's less choice in. Um, but... Um, yeah, I mean that that all that is just singing my song basically. It's, yeah, yeah, it's super awesome. And it's not even like you know not knocking about with the eight or the seven bitter people. You know, it's about being in a better position yourself, where you're in a better position to maybe ask them bitter people if they need something or yeah. if they can be supported in some way. It's not just saying okay, yeah, you're not for me, you crack on. You know, some people find themselves there and they just kind of can't get out of it can they but then they need people like yourself to maybe be that spark to think actually yeah let's give something a go you know and and you're creating them opportunities and them spaces and that kind of that outlet for people to hopefully gravitate towards you know yeah. and, and, if, uh, if, and there's a few things that it sounds like that you've thrown out yeah, into the yeah. world you know? like, and if one in ten of those people takes that door like yes. take they, they, they take something from that and then they they change their life just a tiny little bit that's like everything everything's worth it for that yeah job done yeah yeah so it sounds like very well from two you know you you kind of see the the benefit of movement whether it be up a hill or down a hill or whatever yep so did you just carry that on you you mentioned triathlon uh, i mentioned triathlon there and introducing you so was that your first introduction into kind of fitness if you want to call it that yeah i think i think just running really it's running has been everything and then be like because i was already running and my dad's I think I was, I'm probably a little bit hyperactive and as a kid my dad would say like you know he's just got in from work or whatever and he's sitting there and he's, I'm like asking him to do something and I, he'd say just give me 100 press-ups 100 sit-ups and I'll come and do whatever you want to do <laughs> okay. so like as a seven-year-old I'm giving like doing 100 press-ups and then 100 sit-ups so when I got to senior school I was still like was still a really skinny little little lad and um, you know in the day when I was down back at school my surname Bent was you know got me a little bit of ridicule and all this sort of stuff and um but I was just such a little tough thing this wiry knot of muscle um that anyway, anyway and that all kind of I got into the rugby team the football team all because of that but really, really I've got no skill they say to me like don't don't pass the ball don't kick it you know this is a rugby just run and uh, so that's what I do it's a bit, a bit of like Forrest, Forrest Gump, Gump. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah 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 <laughs> I mean and it's so yeah it's kind of ironic actually that my life has become a little bit Forrest Gumpy in its own mm. little kind of um I don't know how did you put that together. That's made me think. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going off now. I'm just thinking about boxes of chocolates yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you ran with a rugby ball. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. you were never going to play yeah. for England, maybe. No, no, no yeah. I mean, I, I had trials and stuff like this, but that, I think those people trained in the art of rugby or football were like, this kid's, yeah, he may be really fast, but he's not becoming, he's, like the ball would bounce off my head or off my bum or whatever in, into the goal when I was trying to kick it or something. So. I played rugby. Yeah, did oh, you? I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so, talk- similar to you, but yeah, uh, yeah, again, other things took me uh, took me down various you know, avenues yeah. and rugby. But, but, just, yeah. but running has been the one. I retired for me, for early me. From, from rugby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was playing with. I, was, I mean, I'm banging on about my dad this time around, like um, chatting. But we played. He was 52, and I was like just getting out of, you know, 16 or whatever. We were in the same men's team, and uh, that, he was fly half. I was fly half. He was scrum half. Like that's so cool, isn't yeah, it? To fantastic. be doing that and just sharing that. I mean, and where was this? I know you're in Sheffield yeah, now. Have yeah. you always been that no, way? No, no, no. So I was in Essex uh, from six. I was born up north, and then I came down with my family. Um, lived in Essex till I was 18. Went to uni lived in London for the next 20 years or whatever. Okay. And then um, I've just recently gone back, basically. Okay. Kind of like 
a bit of peace and quiet just before lockdown and everything and now everyone wants to kind of get that little bit of peace and quiet in their lives again so mm-hmm. yeah. so so rugby you know that was your and football and all that stuff but running has always been your your go-to so yeah you're what late teens now you're still in the men's rugby team yeah 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 and I think it was a, a probably I played a, I think it got to that stage where I was fast but all the big lads just used to grab me and punch me and uh I was just like I don't I don't think and then I was like going into then I started doing these races just like running races and I was like oh I can get a little bit of glory here without having my head punched in <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so that that became it I was just doing running and then I my sister entered a triathlon she was like do you want to do it I was like all right then I'm just um found that um, biking was something I was that I was actually better at biking than I was at running okay and um I just scraped through the this like, I'd normally come out of the pool like almost dead last mm. and then but then that's really nice because you're passing people all the way and this I like, is almost dead last and almost dead yeah, no. yeah well no no it was almost that as well <laughs> okay. yeah I've really um I've not got a great stroke so it was all done by power like just like gripping it and just is like this the sprint or Olympic distance or the Olympic, yeah yeah oh Olympic, wow okay yeah. so it's not around the corner it's a fair distance so. yeah 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 and I mean did Ironman and all sorts of things oh mate just, okay but like I'm, I'm a really inquisitive guy and I was uh, I just want to. I want to. I want to experience everything before I form an opinion on it. Okay. And uh, well, very wise. wise. Yeah, it is wise, yeah, isn't it? Very really? wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, you by doing that, uh, yeah, I, would, I was diving into um, this thing they call them cenotes in in Mexico, right? F- just through these tiny little holes, and then diving down into the water, and I smashed my head on the floor and ripped all my scalp off. So you have these like moments where you're not. It's it's. I've been lucky. To, to, to kind of get this far really I mean I, I thought like, when we were out training at one of these training camps I fell off a cliff um, and on, on the bike yeah I know yeah, thanks very much <laughs> but, uh, I'm still here today so but yeah no, like, I should have I should be dead that okay. one was like I was falling I was like oh shit I'm falling well yeah excuse my language yeah um, and then uh, you hit the floor and you can't feel your body and I was just like Oh, yeah, and, and everyone's one. screaming. Everyone's—you can like see these faces, and like my mind's eye, I'm imagining these tears for, drop, dripping down on me from yeah. the faces oh, wow. hanging over the cliff. And uh, you know, this is a real, real big. I th- and I think quite often people in my position who are living a slightly different life have gone through some something. And it doesn't have to be this, but you know, they've gone through something that's caused them to kind of recalculate what's going on in yeah. life and because I was working I went I finished I got a maths degree and I went I was doing corporate finance <clears throat> I absolutely hated it I was Blimey. just crying it's, I kind of need I lasted like six months and I'd go traveling for a year I'd do six months again so like it was just a way it was a way to fund the traveling but the traveling was just something to get away from the yeah. work so neither of those are really healthy actually yeah um, anyway and I know anyway, I'm at the bottom bottom of there and then um, I was lucky enough to land in a, this kind of bush, like a tree bush, and it, it pierced both my buttocks and the, the chain of the bike came down on my leg and chopped through my leg like a um, chainsaw. And, uh, but other than that, you know, it could have been so much worse. Yeah. Because I had my brains all over the, um, over the floor because mm-hmm. barring this one bush, everywhere was just jagged rocks. And, and, it, and things like that happen in your life and you, re, you recalculate what what the hell am I doing? I could be, I could be dead. Basically, basically, I could be dead. And what all these things, the like these little things that are fluttering in your heart, in your mind, all the things you want to do in life, literally not done any of them because I've just left, let them sit in there. What an absolute waste of time that was. And uh, you know, and at that point there, uh, you, you draw a metaphorical line in the sand of your life, and like every step I take beyond this is an absolute. Um, it's a blessing. It's uh, you know, it's a bonus, and and you know, you make a decision to live those, live those like much more fully, and uh, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And then and then then everything just started happening from there. You know, I was sitting, I was sitting on the train on the way to work, uh, crying because I'm thinking this is the next fifty years of my life. Because it's like, why on earth would you want to be just sit? I, I used to, I was looking at the people I was working with. I'm like, you're just sitting here waiting to. You're, you're sitting in your coffin waiting to lie down that's it yes you get drunk on friday night but you don't remember it on saturday and you then you're recovering saturday sunday and you're back at work that's it so it's like one peak which is your friday night like go mental and um you don't remember it anyway because you you're you're drinking so much to try to overcome the pain of what you're doing during the week um yeah and then and then you know like then just like everything changes and i've had this dream since i was a kid to cycle you know, my dream was to cycle around the world, raise money for charity. And 
like who, who on earth bloody knows where that comes from when you're 11 years old I don't because yeah. like now that's a much more with social media you hear about these people doing weird things but I didn't know anyone did anything it was just like it was just something deep within me that was like this is this is your path and you have to do it and each of these times I went traveling I'd come back feeling empty because I hadn't done it the way I like my soul was telling me to do it and anyway so you know after falling off the cliff I um, went and did that and that changed, then you, everything changes because you get you're on a bike I cycled 9,000 miles to southern India um, and like there's literally six months of meditation. Yes. Occasionally you're completely rudely interrupted by a horde of about 100 marketeers who want to surround you and poke you and pull you. But then you sit off again and you're, you're like you're just you and your own thoughts. And you know, I, I, I'm you know, saying I'm a bit hyperactive and probably um, I'm dyslexic as well. So literacy and everything associated with literacy so history geography at school was just an absolute nightmare it yeah. just couldn't just couldn't do it i couldn't formulate it it wasn't so much like the words moving around more everything moving around and i just couldn't you can't i couldn't remember dates all that stuff but like who cares yeah. especially now like you've got google on your phone at any moment yeah. i'll get i'll get that information from there and um anyway so i you know i um, I, I did that ride um, raise a bit of money for charity, you know, that's like a, a hook on really rather than anything else, but why not? And, um, and I was writing a blog and it got picked up by a publisher and um, they said, can you turn this into a book? And I was like, what the hell is, what are you, who are you talking to? Because there's this seven-year-old in me that's just like, I, I literally can't write and I can't spell and I can't do grammar. And uh, they were like, just write the book for us. And I wrote the book and it went on to be a bestseller and... Um, and it won literary awards. I went to a literary award in my like dicky bow tie and all that sort of stuff. Very Picked posh. up the award for uh, tell them the story about when you fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think I gave them a little bit of spiel. They told me they, 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 they ushered me off the stage. I was like, I'm here. I'm taking my moment in the limelight. Yeah, owning good. my space, and mm. you're gonna listen to me. But, um, but isn't yeah. it amazing when it like like you said like you jump into this what you feel like is the right path. And then all of a sudden, like the people call it the universe or just trusting whatever, you know, f- fancy romantic words you want to put to it, which I often lean into because what's the alternative? Yeah. And then things happen. And like you mentioned, like you can't quite figure out why or like, is this really happening? But you just think, I'll go with it. Yeah. I'll go with it. And it's happening. And yeah. and then one thing leads into another thing. And, you know, behind the scenes, as you've alluded to, there's always a story to tell. But you've always got to kind of put yourself somewhere there and thereabouts to kind of, you know, for these th- stories to get told, you know, because yeah. you're always creating new ones, aren't you? And uh, yeah. yeah, which is incredible. And you kind of half mentioned there, you kind of half answered the question which I had that come to mind when you were talking about the Iron Man, uh, you know, all this endurance stuff. Like, where, where do you go mentally, like, when these endurance training miles? And you mentioned about meditative state, yeah. you know, with the India thing, but is that where you go? Do you just uh, internalize your happiness and just kind of keep moving forwards? And yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really, it's because it's been such a, it's been such a part of my life. It's actually like, it's quite interesting to see to even be asked that question because it's so natural to do it. But like, I'm on the Iron Man. Um, That's a lot of training, eh? It's a lot of training, yeah. And I got into a rhythm of it. It's like any, it's, it's like the meditation. It's like um, you know, the, you know, that kind of kindness stuff. That the, like, the, it's like run grateful. Mm. You know, be tell yourself why you're grateful, and then you start seeing it everywhere. You know, and I was yeah. just like, um, that was kind of like that that way with me but on the, but on the Ironman I was, I was just chat to everyone and they're really pissed where did you do the Ironman in the UK think, or no in Switzerland yeah. okay yeah you're going up Heartbreak Hill and I, like I just can't shut up so the um, I'm going along with people and they're um, you know everyone's, you know, some triathletes can be a little bit into it really yeah. and uh, and I was just into like into it I love the way you described that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the polite way of putting it and, yeah. um, and I just not I'm not like that it's not, it's not, it is, it's, it's just one, it's one facet of life and I love life and that's it. And, it, and, and you know, you, I think you mentioned running twice when you interrupted, in, in, introducing me and um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, running is just one thing that I've become particularly, I'm not even particularly good at it, I'm particularly good at using it for other people. And um, so when I'm doing these things, I'm just like chatting to everyone, having a nice time and, and like literally I, if I'm not training with anyone else, I can't do it. Uh, it's, it's boring, and which is quite interesting when, when you when you come to the the cycle to India because I I wouldn't ever want to do that with anyone. That's that's mine, and and it's like that that's a kind of ownership there. Whereas training is all about enjoyment, and 
there's nothing better. Like, you know, you're running, especially like you know, men's mental health. Two guys running along side by side. You're not looking at each other. It's just the perfect, you, you've got endorphins. So everything's feeling a bit better than it normally would do. Like, even if your body's hurting, your, your mental health is feeling better. And like, what a great time to have those conversations um, that you might not have at the pub. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that has stuff to play. To I've never place seen I'm it. In. Isn't it amazing? So it's up there. How you just position that in my mind around that dynamic of not looking at each other because you're running and yeah. what a massive part that plays in, you know, because no one likes looking into someone else's eyes. No. There's just a, some, yeah. for some, not everyone, there's an uncomfortability. I was talking about that with somebody the other day. I got forced, I'd done a workshop once years ago and, um, yeah, we were kind of forced to look into somebody's eyes for a period of time, strangers. Yeah. And, oh, like, it's a funky, yeah. funky I mean, even we're starting this podcast, like, we're both guys that have experienced life and we're probably quite comfortable in who we are, yet we're, like, a metre away from each other looking into each other's eyes. And I was probably feeling a little bit of, like, well, this is a little bit weird. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's only when we get into a proper conversation and that, and then that kind of all the, the bullshit you have in your head just disappears. Yes. But, um yeah, I, it love is, the, it, I love the way you said that. Just I, I think that's it. I think it's an idle opportunity there. Yeah. And it's subtle, you know, no one really knows. Yeah. Um, we're going to go out so we don't have to look at each other and we still talk. It's just a natural, yeah, I suppose the science of the mind just opens up a little bit more, doesn't it? Like you said, the dolphins are going as well. And yeah, mate, I've never heard it like that. And that's changed, that's, change, that's I, good. I love staying on top of like what's going on in the kind of world of psychology and stuff like this. And there's lots of um, talk about... Um, MDMA and therapy and uh, yep. you know people coming back with PTSD and using that so that it, when they bring that you know you, you you're kind of on a slight high so everything's feeling good anyway so you can start talking about those negative things in your life but you you're in such a positive place that you can't really feel the pain of that and that's also what's happening when we're running just on a slightly lesser extent that we just got you know we've got a few of those um those drugs running through our bodies because of the natural kickback of doing it moving the kickback of of um moving your body yeah so it, i think it's just like you're not looking at each other you're you've, you're a little bit high of on life what, what a powerful thing that isn't you know I'm, i don't think there's any surprise that like people who do sports and you're part of a community as well especially if you join a club or whatever yeah you've got that community around you and then you're just infinitely more powerful at that point than you were when you were sitting at home having exactly those same thoughts living exactly the same life except for in not watching Netflix, you're out doing a little run with one of your mates. And you never know what's going to happen when you're out. You know, who are you going to bump into? What's going to happen? And, and even, you know, the invitation to running. And, and I suppose that's why that, what you just shared with me there about kind of just running along with a mate or whatever or not is how I got introduced to running. And so that's probably why it resonated with me quite a lot because that was the, uh, I say the attraction, I didn't even, kind of presented it like that at the time but a good friend of mine one of my closest pals and like we, we'd had various workshops together like we had an honesty about us like we're good friends like open and honest and he knew everything about me so we we're good pals and we got into running and it used to get over smoking so it's the last thing to go for me I just wanted to give up the fag so did he he had experience of fitness mm. you know he was an elite athlete boxer uh, in the early 90s so he'd been there and done and he see what fitness can bring to you you know and the, you know all that kind of jazz and triathlons and Ironmans and stuff I never you know, I got I'd have, like I said a little career in rugby at school yeah. and stuff but apart from that like nothing uh, but anyway he, he said to me one day it feel like walking and I remember running along like a couple of miles in one morning and just like absolutely ruined you know just like no, I don't think this is for me mate and that's when he kind of shared the story around one day I feel like walking just keep going don't give up but I've never really sh I've shared that part of the story quite a lot but the other part of the story is he said listen just imagine like every Sunday we can hook up and we can go running for like five miles eight miles ten miles twelve miles and just chat and catch up and just talk as we're talking as me and you were and that seems so attractive to me you know it's a good way of catching up with my mate you know the day-to-day -day life you don't really kind of talk on the phone a few messages and I just thought there's an opportunity there to hook up with my friend to go for a run however long it is and just to chat and I thought, sold, I'm in. Yeah. And uh, thank God I'm still here and, and that's happened. And um, so, yeah, you kind of brought that back up for me. Mm, so thank cool. you for that. But, like, mate, there's so, there's so many gifts. I call it the running is the gift that keeps on giving, you know, and it's brought me a lot and it's opened my world up with certain things that I've chosen to do as a consequence of running and similar to you. But it does bring so much value when it, if you kind of, and um, there's, have you heard of this Jeffin thing? You heard of Jeffin? What is this, that? Um, 
I don't know who Jeff is, but he must be a guy that's kind of just put his name to something that might have existed before, but he's a, he sounds great. But a few of the Your Town Runners do it, which is a community I'm part of, a running community. And it's like a 30 seconds on, one minute off or whatever, like you walk for a minute uh, or run for oh, a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like I said, it must be, my mate's been doing it for Ironman training actually for years, but yeah. it's, it's, it's called Jeffing. Anyway, without getting too off the point. Um, and a good friend of mine who takes running very seriously, yeah, he's, he's, he's great, um, but he's, he's sometimes a bit too invested and I'm just like listen like running can be so much more than just them PBs and stuff yeah. like that anyway he tried Jeffing for the first time the other day and then I see on Strava that he tried it again and I just I say congratulate him sounds a bit silly but I just fed back really great that you're kind of playing around with the with the art of running yeah. you know because it can bring you so much more than some of what maybe just adapt you know and use it for everything that it can bring does that make sense yeah oh goodness because, so much yeah and it's just really nice to see you know i've never yeah. been one for pbs personally but i get it and i understand it and, and i respect it but yeah it can bring you so much more can't yeah it? i mean and, and the, the striving for pbs can bring you great you know great feelings or bad feelings yes and it like and, and that's, I think my, my girlfriend um is trying to was trying to get under three hours for the marathon she's Ooh. that's pretty speedy yeah, and that, danny's on that train he's oh look at him but she was like i'm just like and she's getting very stressed before and i'm just like do you realize no one cares no one mate no one cares about you getting sub three they will say well done they will but if you do 310, they're going to say well done as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is what I did. And um, the, only, the only person that cares is you. And if, if you can let yourself go and, and not hold yourself to that, you know, to that pressure, yeah, yeah, give it everything you got. But don't, don't be down on yourself if you don't get it. And then they, that just takes the, the, like the lid off the can or whatever it is, like the pressure valve. And you're just like, oh, I can give this everything I've got without caring at all like you don't, you don't have to be nervous about someone you know anyone watching you they don't care whether you get sub three or not i mean maybe yeah you get to 14 as a woman or you get sub two as a man like yeah that's a big might big a deal big brand deals yeah exactly you know? yeah yeah then we wouldn't be like scrimping and saving <laughs> nike might throw yeah. you a pair of shoes or something. Yeah. yeah um but but other than that it just this it's all yeah i know uh, so, so if, if, if and, and if you can let go of that and then you just start enjoying it and you then you easy it's like i kind of when you were talking about it, all the different forms, I was thinking like Kung Fu, you know, Kung Fu is the art of fighting, but actually it's the, you know, I don't know, I don't know anything about this. I don't know why it came into my head and why I'm talking about it, but you know, oh, like okay, yeah. I'm sure if you listen to Bruce Lee, be like, no, these are all the things you gain from Kung Fu. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but as we mentioned, like running is more than just the movement of running, yeah. you know, and, and that's definitely something that I found out for myself, like the, the people that you meet, the places that you can go, the places you can run around, the, you know, just that's that mental state, you know, I attach gratitude to, to it from an early age, you know, and, and as a consequence, you know, Run Grateful is now in the world and which is might be an invitation for some to view running as something different than what they ordinarily attach it to. And you've got the counts to 5K, whatever way there is in the world of getting into something that is more often than not not going to do you any harm. Mm. You know, I know if you, you know, like a lot of things, if you do too much of it and if you don't listen to your body too much, yeah. it might cause a little injury here and there and whatever. But on the whole, it's just, yeah, like, so just play around with it. And I suppose that's where, you know, from years and years ago, I, I really kind of, got a lot of evidence uh, around the power of the open mind you mm-hmm. know and where that can take you and just kind of being yeah just trying new things in new ways and speaking to people I forgot what it was that you mentioned word for word but along the lines of um, oh, what is it I, I pulled you up in it and said that's very wise it's just just experiencing things before you pass judgment on it yeah you know and just just try it. even no, if yeah, it's yeah, yeah. for five minutes which is part of something else that I'm thrown into the world but just give it a go what's the worst that can happen yeah. you know and I'm always saying to myself Mark what's the worst that can happen and and I love the way you mentioned that story around your uh, is, is your girlfriend yeah your girlfriend around the marathon because I often it's only me putting pressure on things yes the outside world and harshness of the world you know that contradiction of listen take your time it's okay but we need it now you know and yeah. uh, you know go fast but you know go slow and stuff God's sake. But it's the ultimately it's the pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah. It's not, you know, what what rat race are we engaging in here? You know, what kind of, I don't I just don't like that pressure around the stuff, you know, the like you said, more often than not, without belittling the importance of a lot of things, um, it it matters, mm-hmm. you know, and um you just gotta trust that. But anyway, I know now why you're 
one of the happiest people uh, around because I need uh, I need you in my life, mate, more than what I have done. Uh, we've only just met, so that's good. <laughs> so you've mentioned uh, you've mentioned a lot. So tell us a bit about the the projects that you're involved in, and because yep. um, I see that they've had an impact around the world and, and done a lot of good. So yeah, how did they come about, and where where you at with them? And um, tell us a bit more about them. Yeah, I think uh, well. My 20s was a time when I just explored. I was exploring my own life. And then um, I was, you know, something terrible was a gift to me in this kind of the journey of my life when, when the Boston Marathon bombings went off. And I, um, it's my community, you know, they've give, it's the community has given me love and friendship and all these crazy wild, wild experiences. And um, the, Boston, the, bomb, the bombings went off at the Boston Marathon finish line. Th- uh, four people died. Lots of people lost their limbs. And I just, I just been for a run. I was just sitting at home. I was like, "Quite do something about this." You know, like I'm sure there's a lot of people had that feeling. And um, I kind of explored with a friend, like, what is it we could do to do something good for the good for these people? And came up with this concept of running from the east coast, the west coast, to the east coast continuously, like as a relay, passing a baton from one person to another, and. Um, we broke we broke this three thousand three hundred miles up into ten mile segments, and we asked the American people to sign up to carry the baton. And you know, obviously, at every handover stage, you're passing the baton, and um, and the idea was that this get, this goes across without stopping once. And so within we put it out on the website. Um, a few people signed up, and uh, we had this idea that like, oh yeah, we could make raise a few thousand dollars for the people affected and we might uh you know it was more about showing solidarity really like we're feeling your pain too you know yeah. like and um any experience of like event management or putting no, things together well no literally i've got amazing. no i've got zero you literally see my my house if you could see in my brain it's literally absolute it's like the you know the wardrobe you see in cartoons where you open the door and everything falls out yeah. that's my that's my that's my brain okay. and my house kind of thing yeah. uh, i don't have any organizational skills at all but but you know you it's a it's a it's a small idea you kind of work at it piece by piece um break it up break it up stick it on a website and then you do is stick it out stick it out on social media and you see see what happens and so, so within seven weeks of the bombs happening, we'd come up with this idea, we'd put it out, and we, we'd flown out to L.A., and we met by um, a few hundred people in L.A., with thousands more signed up to carry the baton across the States. And um, I just love this. I, I love a mo- like the first moment of getting there. I wasn't sure, like, how, how do you act? It's a bit like staring someone in the eye, like, how, do you, how are we supposed to act in this kind of uh, scenario? Like, should I be, like, stood back and allow them to have their moment, or should... Um, should I um, be very solemn and you know all this sort of stuff? Anyway, meet them. It's like I'm so so excited. It's like run up to everyone. It's like massive hugs because someone showed up to this first um, this first stage. Anyway, that kicks off. And uh, to cut a long story short, you know the American people carried this baton 24 hours a day through like electric uh, lightning storms and tornadoes and wow. boiling hot. Like I think it was 48 degrees at one point during in California. Anyway, they carried this baton all the way from LA to Boston. And in, you know, instead of raising a few thousand dollars, we raised um, six, 600,000 and uh, like thousands of people were involved. All the big media were all there at the end. And, you know, every single baton handover is a moment in history where you know, two people are connecting who wouldn't have connected if you weren't on this planet. And that is cool. It's like, especially when you, it, with, you look back now at the last two years in America, or you know, like not just the last two years, all the years back in America and around the world, you know. Um, and so you had people coming together who wouldn't normally have had a conversation, uh, let alone shaking hands or had a hug. And, you know, at, at that point, I'm just like, each one of these is a tiny seed, go away. It can, it can stay as it is as a seed or it might just grow into something a little bit more and bring people together. Um, but then at the end, we have people who are involved in the blast. Like uh, one guy in particular was in his wheelchair and his daughter carried the baton uh, up to him and passed him the baton and then she pushed him across to the finish line. And he, uh, like the most beautiful moment in my life is him looking up and saying, Dan, this is when I start to heal. Like I'm, I'm emotional just mm-hmm. talking about it. And I know I'm like skipping it along because I don't want to no, bang no, on too no, much. But, but um, that, those words for me are so powerful. Obviously, like, you know, he's, someone's telling you that something you've done in the world uh, 
has profoundly changed his life. Like he's saying healing is happening because of you. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you want more of that, eh? Yeah, more of that. And 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 you know, I just keep those words inside me now and like living a life less ordinary isn't always easy. You know, sometimes you get a little bit lost and you have to hack your way through the jungle. You don't, you can't find your flow. I get so used to being in flow and then suddenly you don't know how to get out of this situation. And every, every time that's happening, I just like pause moment this is when i start to heal just like listen to it okay good i've got the i've got the strength i'm on i'm still on the right path it might be a bit complicated right now but um and it's it's just incredible that a tiny idea from someone like to be quite honest like in personally i feel i'm like the most useless person in the in the whole world at doing anything on on that nature i'm like i like people a lot and i'm really enthusiastic but Liking people and enthusiasm doesn't always make these things happen. But yeah. um, everyone, everyone is getting ideas in their heads every, like, every moment. And if you act on one or two of those every now and again, you never know. It, like, it could change people's lives profoundly. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, more than that, it changes your life profoundly. And so I, I love that lesson yeah, just, just give them a chance. Yeah. Not, you know, it may sound stupid. Like, how, how on earth am I going to organize that? Yes, I had I had help from people along the way, but um, and there's a bit the team of us working on it, but it's um, you know that that comes from the passion is what drives it, and you just allow it and don't be don't be embarrassed. It's a bit it's a bit like having those goals like you know for a sub three, very similar, very kind of similar, but like don't be worried. Just give you give you bloody all. This is, my, this is my words to, to me as, uh, when I was younger. My dad's words were like, don't, don't worry about what anyone else is doing, just be the best version of yourself. There you go. That's it. And, and if, if you're doing that, no one can, no one, if someone says something to you that's like derogatory about anything you're doing and you know that they, you're doing your best version, Sodom, it doesn't, who cares? Mm. Like that's, that's their opinion. And, 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 and at that point, you've got to, this is kind of, we touched on it a few times, it kept coming to my head in that, you have sympathy for these people. Yeah. See, if they're being mean to you, and, and that goes for everyone, you know, like these people who are in prison, like what lives have they had that have led them to be in prison and put me in exactly that position, swap, swap our um, cots as kids round, what, where am I at that point and where is he at that point? And he's probably looking at me thinking, God, I feel sorry for that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and you hope, you've got hope that he's feeling that yeah. rather than this guy should be locked up forever and thrown away the key or electrocute him or whatever it is that... Yeah, people are saying that, that. That just falls into exactly what just kind of keeps on coming up for me with, with yourself in particular is what you're going to do with the superpower that you've got, you know, and just always just, just having that in mind. You keep it to yourself, would you give it away and just give it and having that empathy and, and all them kind of things, you know, just always more often than not will just, yeah, just in, encourage you to, to do more. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it, and it doesn't have to be anything. Like, it doesn't have to be... You don't have to move your body as a. You don't, I'm not saying like be a runner or go on adventures no, or no, no, no. or create movements. It's like go and create music and allow that music into other people's lives. You don't know how that's going to touch them or or you know, there's just an infinite number of you know you could live a bazillion lives and still you haven't even touched on how much coolness you can do and. This is what, you know, going back to that thing about being a runner, like, yes, that has become a tool that I'm using. Running is a tool, but it's not me. Like, it's just one of many things that I like. Yeah. And if I, was a better, if I was a better artist or a better musician, I would, you know, that would be the thing that was uh, be going See, forward. I, I swear that. you've been listening to some of my conversations lately. I sent a voice note to somebody who I've only just come into contact with, actually, and, and I brought him up before we, before we spoke, actually, because I, I, I think you're aware of him. Um, and and I sent him a voice note because we had a really good chat the other day around a lot of things and around uh, you know another project I'm involved in called uh, Mias, and um, and I was saying this is my song to the world. You know I can't sing, I can't write songs, I'm not a spoken word or anything like that. But this is my way of trying to communicate a lot of what is going on in between my ears. And and if it, exactly what you just shared, if I could sing, I'd be writing a song. You know, but I can't. So. Am I not going to, just because I can't do that, doesn't necessarily mean I need to be stuck, you know, in kind of like this this state of mind and where, like, what am I going to do? Because as, you, as you've as you alluded to, you know, over the years I've coached myself um, 
you know, from a particular point in time in which I needed to be coached, or I was definitely open-minded to finding new ways of living, put it that way, where just try it. Like I said, just try try new things in new ways. I go back to that open mind, because what's the worst that can happen? You know, and the expectation around it all as well. I've got it tattooed on me. You know, expectation is the root of heartache. You know, don't go into anything yeah. wanting to be the biggest or the best or anything like that. Or don't compete with Tom, Dick and Harry. Someone's always got other ideas. Someone's always got more money than you or, you know, more privileged than you or better connections than you. But don't let that s- s- let you stay stuck. You know, just start anywhere. It's one of my famous little sayings that I say to me, just start anywhere and just let that be your guide, you know. And and we are where we are and there's frustrations along the way. Well, you know, if they see it, we're feeding it, if I did, you haven't. Do what you can with what you've got and crack on, you know, and, and just, you know, the hope is that along the way, you'll meet good people, you know, and you can do some good stuff. And when you are on your deathbed, you can say, do you know what? Uh, I, d- I did my best, you know, without sounding too romantic. But, yeah. uh, but that takes a lot of time, you know, and a lot of practice. Yeah. It's all a practice. You've never reached that final destination with this stuff, have you? No, no. I mean, but you, I, I do think talking to people, that's number one. Just don't, uh, just everyone, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a cliche or something like that. It's a word like, like that. Those are good. That, that you say, um, you know, someone, you can learn something from everyone you speak to. Yes. And, that, that, that's, that is so, so, so true. And though, you know, the people you want to learn stuff from are probably not going to be the ones you actually get as much from as the people who you don't expect to. And like, and like that would be speaking to that person who's really annoying you or is saying bad things about you or, you know, whatever it is. Like you've got a shed load to learn from that person. Go in and explore what's happening in their life and then, you know, you, you integrate the lessons you've learned into yours and, and I, I, I think in business everyone's always like who are you, what, you know, if you if you was going to see a business coach like who who do you who are you aspiring to like what the fuck <laughs> uh, who am I like who do I want to be you know kind of like that it's just like I can only be myself like, I'm, I'm, I'm the only person that I have a, you know that amount of aspiration for it's like my mum she's 69 she's still nice to people and she ran the marathon last week or you've come still, still nice to people I love yeah that. exactly <laughs> and after 61 yeah. you're like I've done that yeah. People are not nice. I'm not going to be nice Yeah, anymore. exactly, yeah. And so, yeah, that, what, what else can you Love want that. in life? Yeah. Like, she goes down the street, she smiles at people, and, and like, she'll just stop, and she'll, or she'll look at the butterflies, or she'll help the toads cross the road, or you know, just like... Is she one of them that lets you go in the car? Is she lets you yeah. at the turning? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Love it. Listen, uh, amazing... Um, I could feed off this all day and, and I'm hopefully the conversation will, will continue kind of afterwards. But uh, always try and... Well, I don't always try because I'll, I'll do it. You know? <laughs> uh, I'll wrap these conversations up before they turn into a Joe Rogan three-hour thing. Uh, just with a few light-hearted questions. Hit. So we're going we're gonna to throw them over to you, mate. And uh, yeah, there's no tests. There's no right or wrong with this kind of jazz. And to be fair, uh, as I mentioned very early on, this is very organic in, in its positioning. And you've, you've answered a few of these. But someone else might spring to mind. You've just mentioned there about, uh, your, about your mum and, yeah. and the love you have for her and respect, etc. But, you know, if there, um, share with us uh, one person that the next time you do a, do a mile or two, which sounds like it could be tomorrow, uh, and you wanted to dedicate a grateful mile to somebody, is there anyone else that springs to mind? Someone has had an influence, you've mentioned, uh, without repeat myself, your mum and dad, you know, but anyone else that has just, oh, you know, been your cheerleader? I mean, I, I've, I've got to be, like my business partner, Jamie, he's an absolute workhorse. He is the, the, you know, the graphics, the designs, all that sort of stuff. Uh, he makes he basically makes me look awesome, okay. and uh, I can't not be, you cannot not be grateful for that guy. And um, you know we haven't even touched on what we're doing this weekend, which we we can talk about. No, no, think. let's go. No, no, yeah. I asked the question as quick on. Yeah, it's, it's and, and so so we've stuff. like you know at, that that yeah what what happened in Boston has kind of led into this thing called One Run Global Relay, and we've now got this week this yeah this is tomorrow for us guys right now. So that's um, Saturday the sixteenth of October. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which will be in the past now, but we've got 162,000 people all around Ooh. from every single country in the world all running on the same day at 9am. So the guys in Kiribati kick us off, they run for one hour, it goes to New Zealand, they run for one hour, Australia, one hour, until you know it spreads from Southeast Asia, India, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, um, South America, North America, until we're back around again. So at 9am, everyone's running at their local time. And, you know, this is all purely, it's like, 
global freaking unity, man. Let's do it. And, um, and, and, and that's what I'm doing with Jamie, you know, like, and, yeah. um, it, it's just a pleasure to have him in my life. And, and, and the other person I would go to is, um, that guy, John Odom, you know, he, he, seven, it was 11 weeks by the time we got to, um, Boston. It was, it was 11 weeks after the bombings had, you know, basically taken his legs away. Uh, it died twice on the operating table and, um, he, came back to that exact same spot of trauma and just was, you know, what strength that shows in a man yeah. to say, I am turning these bad things that happened to me. Like, you know, we, no, you and I haven't got any idea how, like, what not that many is can like. relate to Yeah, that, not many no. can relate to it. No. And he's just like, I'm coming back. I'm going to turn these to good, good thoughts. And even, like, at this moment in my life, I'm going to turn to someone. I'm going to give them a gift that they're going to use for the rest of their life. Uh, you know, like this is John Odom. What, what strength was shown? What strength in character, kindness, and 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 like we're ungrateful. Like how grateful was he to us and the hordes of people? And it, and in that situation, he was able to show gratefulness at a time revisiting the most harrowing moment of his life. Yes, absolutely. that's cool, isn't it? That may, you know, I'm emotional talking about it, yeah, like tears well, in my eyes, and that's just. That's when I'm currently getting uplifted and encouraged with the run grateful work. When you, you know, you get in these messages and people tagging us in that are going through awful things in life. You know, from the outside looking, you think, Do you know what? It's justified today, just to fuck, you know, just to kind of not give up, but just to think I'm having a bad day. But they're still out there and they're still glass half full and they're still focusing on the good in their life as opposed to, you know, some of the dodgy situations they might find themselves in personally or whatever circumstances. And as you mentioned, you know, the, the people in this life that just turn that go back into that kind of superpower thing that I brought up a few times and just going back there and facing it and just thinking you know what what can I do now mm. as opposed to and that is the, the door you're giving people as well at least I'm doing you know yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe at least I'm not belittling what we do at all but no. mate just listening to what you've got going on tomorrow is just like whoa like that is yeah that's where I hope to head you know that's amazing work and I know what goes in to this stuff behind the scenes and you've already highlighted Jamie yeah 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 I mean that's phenomenal work like it's game changing you know yeah. that's that's amazing good yeah. good man good men yeah good men and, and, and everyone and, else yeah and, and, and Hetty Dan you know they, well, there's there's people and, and it's and you know a lot, a lot of this sorry I told you it's hard to get me shut up but you know a lot of this comes from knowing your weaknesses like okay so who is the most organised person I've ever met in my whole life Hetty let's get her in the team yeah Hi, Hetty. Yeah, hi, Hetty. Want to <laughs> come in the team? Mate? <laughs> like, basically, you can do anything you want because it, whatever that is, is a hundred times better than I'm going to do. Mm. Great. And, and then, you know, she comes in and she's just, like, phenomenal. Like, got a spreadsheet for... She's got a spreadsheet of spreadsheets. You know, it's like... that. I just feel safe. Mm. And I send her a little text. I send her a WhatsApp and then it's like, oh, yes, yeah, in the business notes by the end of the day, you know. It's like... Isn't it amazing? amazing. It? Some people call that wise. Some people just call it obvious. Yeah. And other people, it's just like humble, whatever. It's just like, that's it. You know, it's just, just ego, drop the ego. Yeah, right people in the right places can just accelerate saying, as opposed to, as you've already alluded to, and, you know, you know one man, it's just like, no, no, no. Yeah, and holding on to yeah. <laughs> You get these ideas and you're like, this is no, my baby. Everyone's but, got ideas, mate. Like yeah. you said, it's just like, let's, you know, let's crack on. And by getting others involved, and it's that collective effort as well, isn't it? That's where the energy is. Yeah. You already mentioned about that offline connection and just connecting and that passing the baton. Like, wow, like that's, you know, I just wish, you know, and it happens a lot. But I think it can happen more with just people really relating to the power of that as opposed to this single-mindedness. I found a lot of that about my Your Town work. And, and it's hard not to judge it sometimes, but that kind of top-down mentality of like greed, agenda and politics and all that kind yeah. of shit stuff. You, you can know, take that It's away. part of the conversation and you've got to kind of off, you know, bring it in. But yeah, that community up mentality is, is huge. And it yeah. goes back to the early part of our conversation around kind of what can we do you know, and you showing up and you showing up and you showing up and Hetty doing what she does and jump. all of a sudden, boom, you know, things things start to happen, you know, and uh, yeah, great. Okay. So last one. Oh, yeah. Is um, if you were to, again, you're on your grateful mile, 
Yeah, there's a few grateful miles in amongst this. And uh, obviously, Jamie's, you know, your focus for this mile, you're going to be picturing Jamie. Yep. You yep. know, the whole way through, I don't know what he looks like, but, you know, he's a pretty sod, is he, I'd imagine, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He's yeah. smiling. Yeah, no, no, no. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a far cool more cat. youthful than me. And, okay. Um, yeah, he's yeah. a cool cat, though. Yeah, so, he no, is you've got, an absolute you've got, cool you've cat. You've got Jamie in mind. Maybe you've tagged him in and you're chilling. Why are you grateful for him? And all of a sudden, you open your eyes and, uh, and it's, Jamie isn't there, but you see a genie lamp. Yeah, you see a genie lamp and you get three wishes. What would them three wishes be? The shock horror in your face now. It's like, have you gone from Jamie to genie lamp? But you find a genie lamp, you've got three wishes. So there's no right or wrong. You haven't got to save the world necessarily. But whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. them wishes are, tell us what they would be. I would probably, um, you know, I, I'll give myself one selfish wish. And that would be just to make sure I've got um, enough, enough in the bank so that I can like do everything I want for my nieces and nephew, my sisters, you know, um, they were like, you know, teachers working in the NHS. I would like to give them the gift of a little package that is just like make your dreams come true because you've given your life to others. And then that is just, you, you sometimes you don't, you don't have that to be able to do that at that point. You do know that you started that off by saying my unselfish wish, or my, sorry, my selfish wish. Yeah, no, but that just and makes me it, feel awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good, but okay, all right, yeah. But because, because the fact is, <laughs> the funny thing, when it first came into my head, the thing you saw in my eyes was actually, I wouldn't change anything. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, if I could change, if, I, if you say, someone said I can change anything about you, like I've got slightly wonky teeth, I've got a bit of colouring on them, you know, um, you know, a bit follically challenged, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Literally, I, I, I can't, I couldn't care less. I'm me, that's it. And, and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change, yeah, wouldn't change a thing. Um, and so, so all those other wishes, you know, that people would be kind to each other and, um, you know, bit, if we sorted out this global warming, that'd be mega. <laughs> and respect, I'm, like, I'm, I'm absolutely not, I'm not, a, I'm not that type of giving, you know, I'm not like a, new age hippie or anything i'm not like trying to i don't i just don't i don't they're they're, they're wasted on me those yeah. ones because i'm my life is literally my dream mm-hmm. I, I, I was saying um i said i went to i went to a, i was, did some wood turning where you spin the wood you put the little thing on it it takes out all the you know you can make bowls and candlesticks and all sorts of stuff and I, I, before i'd been saying like when i'm a, when i'm a, when i'm a millionaire i'm going to um retire and i'm going to make um i'm going to just buy a wood turner and just do wood turning okay. and then you're just like and, and I had that, so that was one thing I did, and and then um, well, and, and so I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the, and then and then so I was just like, what the what? Why am I waiting until I'm a millionaire? It's what you want to do, just go and do it, and start doing it. It's, it's really cool. It's like another meditative thing because if you if you make a mistake, you like lose a finger or <laughs> you, you muck up the bowl, you know. And um, but but and then I was like, and then what was that other thing I was wanting to do when I was a millionaire? I wanted to, I wanted to offer opportunities. Like I've had to graft so hard. Like I lived off credit cards for a year. My landlady. Um, said, you know, this is this doesn't come. It's, there's, there's things that have fought, mm-hmm. like happened that have been so positive towards this kind of career. And my, a landlady at one point said, "I know, I, I believe in what you're doing, Dan. Um, I'll give you. Um, don't don't worry about paying me rent this year. Just you pay me back before I retire." Wow. And um, you know, this is in London. I was living in Brixton, and so I, I, and I. So, so it's hard, and and you know I've had to be a very tough character to get through this. Like I come across soft and huggy and lovey, but I'm a bit of a badass inside. Like I've set my mind to something because not nothing's going to stop me. Mm. And um, yeah. I, I would like to offer that opportunity so that people don't have to do that. So if someone wants to go and have an, do an adventure, or they want to go and um, uh, ex- explore an idea that could help other people. It would be really cool just to give them a little grant, a little lift, yeah. a tiny little lift. And, so, and then I, I kind of, I'm in a position now where I work with a few brands and I've, I spoke to them all last year. And I was like, should we start doing an adventure grant in uh, January? And they're all like, yeah, we've got, like, got Land Rover, Elliot Brown, Bamboo Clothing, uh, London Pride, the beer. You know, um, So now we, we all stick a five, I, I do it as well. I stick 500 in, they all stick 500 in. And then we do a grant and then the winner is like a lot of people apply in January and by the end of January, we've got a winner and they go Incredible. off and do a fucking cool adventure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that was my, I, that's what I wanted to do when, when I was a millionaire. Yeah. And so I'm living the life of a millionaire now and love it. Yeah. So on that note, uh, I think, well, that's, that's the end of season one 
And I think we have, we've got the, we just carry the, on the beginning of Recording, the season yeah. too. <laughs> Mate, well, you've just really highlighted there a load, a load of areas of the conversation that absolutely like we need to go into one day. You know, just that landlady story at all was just like, boom. It's like the end of EastEnders now. Now we need the EastEnders yeah. uh, theme music, didn't we? Because you've left me hanging with a couple of things there because I'd love to dive into it um, a bit more. But um, yeah, another day, uh, another time will uh, hopefully, you know, uh, bring about uh, that opportunity. So incredible. What a, what a great way of finishing like a, a Friday. I'm going to say a working week, but I'm cracking on tomorrow as well. But uh, And I know you are because you've highlighted uh, an incredible thing that you're part of. So uh, wish you well with that and, and everything else. And uh, we're connected now. So I just thank Liz for hooking this up and uh, invite you along and for you to say yes. And and yeah, you know, uh, Danny, I think that's, uh, that's another one ticked off the box. And it ticked off the box, box tick, whatever. Tired. Um, all good thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you hey, it's been an awesome chat so uh, yeah um, sitting outside here uh, on the balcony of, of HQ just reflecting on uh, what an incredible journey uh, we've been on um, with this Run Grateful podcast over the last few months now uh, what set out to be a series of four or five uh, turned into a series of ten and uh, what way to finish it off then uh, with the great Danny Bent really energized and uplifted after that conversation and uh, yeah it's just a nice way to close off uh, what has been really positive for us at Run Grateful uh, as always and I think Danny alluded to it if you listen to the episode uh, can't do it on our own um, when and when I do it on our own it's what, not what it's all about so Danny behind the mic literally he's sitting here behind the mic uh, massive really chuffed that we got connected a few months ago which really kick-started off this idea of yeah now we can get the right people in the right places to facilitate certain areas of it so thank you very much Danny um, thank you very much Liz as always uh, working behind the scenes uh, most of the time uh, she's an incredible lady so thank you very much Liz for uh, yeah, kind of, you know, the part that you've played in putting these together and inviting some of the guests and all that kind of jazz. So you're incredible, as always, very grateful for you and anyone else, really. All the guests that have joined us uh, on the, over this last few months and turned up largely offline. We've done a couple online, but largely offline and meeting you all and hearing you all and now being connected to you all, um, I'm sure. Uh, won't do anyone any harm so that's a one take that is so thank you very much everyone for listening on to series two and uh yeah good luck on your grateful miles and don't forget don't just run run grateful <laughs>